Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you till 6. Uh, coming up this hour, we'll do a little NBA season preview um, with the, uh, the season starting this week. Uh, Tuesday night, you get a nice double header, um, and then you got the Sixers starting against the Wizards on Wednesday. So uh, that gets going this week. We'll do the uh, East and the West this hour. Um, but right now, we'll do our NFL Week 15 preview and we'll start actually with a bit of a recap of the games that have already occurred Thursday night you had the uh, Raiders and Chargers Chargers end up winning this game in overtime um, which was uh, it was actually a really entertaining game to watch it was like both teams were trying to lose it was what it kind of seemed like here Derek Carr goes out Mariota comes in and actually I thought did a pretty good job but through a really costly interception to send the game to overtime, Justin Herbert comes down. Justin Herbert, Dan, he is he is pretty unbelievable. He's been great this season, and he, it you know it doesn't necessarily reflect in the Chargers' record, but he was a he was a high first round pick, and he's been proving all the doubters wrong about him. He's played great for the Chargers. Yeah, five and nine Raiders, seven and seven Raiders, pretty much done in their playoff hopes at this point. Um, but Justin Herbert, that's going to be a highly coveted job because Anthony Lynn. He's going to get fired. I think that's obvious at this point. Um, next up, as I mentioned earlier, Bills beat the Broncos 48-19. Uh, they're now 11-3. They are AFC East champions. Broncos 5-9. and It's funny. They put up the graphic of AFC East champions, and it was just the Patriots, 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 Patriots for, like, uh, it's incredible how many years in a row or, you know, I think it was like 18 out of 20 or some, something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, they just have won division after division after division, which is nothing like the NFC East, which can't even have right. a repeat winner. And unless the Eagles go on this run here, we still won't since 2004. Yeah, it's turnover every year. It's crazy. And it, 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 I, I got to say, I think I was wrong about Josh Allen. Josh Allen has improved. He is so much better this year. Um, Stefan Diggs has helped him a lot. He had a huge day on Sunday um, and the Bills get the win there in the night game Packers beat the Panthers 24-16 Packers 11-3 Panthers 4-10 big win for the Packers as they try to get that one seed uh, top seed is going to be really important this year Packers uh, Packers in line to get it I believe right now they are they stepped into the number one seed Eagles helping them out last yep. week by beating the Saints they are now a half game above the Saints I believe do we know, they haven't played the Packers and Saints didn't do they play this year? I don't think so. So I'm going to look into who has the tiebreaker between the two of them. But right now, 
I believe the Packers, with their win tonight, step a half game ahead of the Saints. Yeah, and that's big for them. Um, obviously, this year, the bye is just so important. Only one bye. You need the top seed. Only one bye. And it actually, on the other end of it, with there being 14 playoff teams, like Butch had a question as to if you make the playoffs, regardless of your win-loss record, you have to be ranked with the other playoff teams. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles were to make the playoffs as the worst playoff team and lose in the first round, they'd actually be two picks higher than they would be in any other year. There you go. That's true. Um, so it's something to keep in mind there. Uh, next up, we look at the uh, Vikings against the Bears as we get to the preview now of the games this week. Vikings giving up three at home to Chicago. I I kind of like the Vikings here. It's a little bit of a light line. Vikings coming off to a loss against coming off of a loss against Tampa, uh, while the Bears um, coming off of a win against Houston. I like the Vikings minus three here. Yeah, Vikings at home. Bears haven't looked good this season. Not that the Vikings have looked so great. Kind of a toss-up NFC North match. But I feel like this is a game Vikings will win by a field goal. Could easily, you said you had minus three. That's what I have. Yeah. Like, this could easily just be a push where the Vikings win by a field goal. Exactly. It seems a very accurate one. Right. Next up, uh, in Tennessee, Titans hosting the Lions. Titans giving up eight and a half. Um... I kind of would steer away from this game. If anything, I'd go Titans, but I, I don't think I, I'd, I'd uh, look at this That's game. That's a big spread. Yeah. 11 points. I think the Titans will win, but I can see them winning by somewhere in the 8 to 10 range. I, I might take the Lions have been bad this year, and I know they got rid of Matt Patricia, but I don't know, 11 points a big spread. Again, I have 8.5 here. here. So, Are you uh, a, what, I have 8.5 here. It opened at 11. Really? Yeah, it's down to eight and a half. All right, so that makes perfect sense. I might take Tennessee then. Yeah. I, I, everyone was pounding on Detroit plus 11, Detroit plus 10. It must have knocked it down. I got to get a more updated article. Yeah. All of two days ago, it moved two and a half points. There you go. Uh, next up, Indianapolis hosting Houston. Indianapolis giving seven at home. Houston's bad, but a divisional game. Um, Indy, I could see a little sleepwalk game here. I'd stay away. I think... Indy probably covers the seven, but I'm not sure I'd, I'd play this one. I'm not sure I'd play it either. Again, it's a big spread, seven points, but I do think the Colts will come out here. Phillip Rivers played a great game after Jolly Ripper. Yeah, he did. Week. He did. So, you know, he, he's played pretty well this season. It's kind of helped them out. I think the Colts will win. I, I think I would take the Colts. Yeah. Next up in Baltimore, Baltimore giving up 12 and a half at home against Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew back, I believe, is the starting quarterback. Um, Jacksonville have played a lot of close games for a while, but they got blown out last week. I think all the fight's been taken out of them. I, I think I'd lay it with the 12 and a half. Here. Yeah, they're hard. I mean, they're going to get blown out. We haven't gotten to the Jets game yet, but they're starting to get, they got laid out by Seattle last week. Both these teams have entirely nailed it in. They're in the race for Trevor Lawrence. And right. Next up, we go to Miami. Miami giving up one and a half at home. To the Patriots, this line scares me way too much. Um, you'd think the Dolphins win big, but I still, I, I still just, I don't know if my brain's being fooled that I can't believe the Patriots are bad. I still just won't bet against Belichick. It, it just scares me. Belichick, too much. I don't, I think, like if you look at all divisional scenarios, like home against all of the AFC teams, away against all the AFC teams. I believe, and I'll double check this. He's the worst in games at Miami. Miami playing well this year. I like this. I'm used to hitting the Dolphins. This was Jolly's pick of the week, and I agree with him. Okay. I, I could easily – I think the Dolphins have been really good. Usually, as I mentioned, uh, disciples of Bill Belichick do not do well 
as coaches in general, especially against him. But here's an instance where I think Flores gets the better end of Belichick. Yeah, possible. I just, I don't know. I, I, I still am I'm scared yeah, by... You, you can't bet against the Pats. You just don't have it in. Yeah, this, uh, the line's light, though. That That's usually concerning. Um, next up, the Niners at the Cowboys. Niners giving up three on the road. It's another game I'd stay away from just because the Niners quarterback situation right now is just way too volatile uh, to know what to expect. I mean, Nick Mullins, some games will come out, play all right. Other games, he's a total disaster, as we saw against the Eagles. Yeah, again, this is, you know, betting on bad teams. You don't really know what you're getting. The game is in Dallas. San Francisco favored. I would pick San Francisco to win this, but, yeah, I don't know if I'd actually put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Next up, Seattle, six-and-a-half-point favorites at Washington. Um... I believe Alex Smith is playing in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. But I saw yesterday. And he's not? No, okay. I think it's Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Um, either way, I, I would if I would bet anyway here, I'd bet Washington. Um, Seattle seems like they they can't play blowouts. They, they finally got a blowout last week. But Seattle consistently plays close games. If I would bet this one, I'd actually take a Washington cover. As of yeah, so as of yesterday, Dwayne Haskins will be the starter for this team. Seattle, you know, we all, we both, I believe, took the Jets to cover last week. Both mm-hmm. entirely proven wrong. Seattle blew them out. Right. They, this is a team that you know everyone likes to make the argument the one o'clock game with the East Coast that never affects Russell Wilson. Seattle, this is where they thrive. It's it's it, it is a big spread, but I think Washington's looked good this year. I'll take Washington to cover. I do expect it'll be a close game, but Seattle's. Look, I don't think that's. I think that's Washington playing well more so than Seattle playing bad. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Next up in Atlanta, um, Tampa Bay giving up six and a half at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's. I, I hate betting any games that involve Atlanta because you never know what to predict. Um, I would kind of actually lean toward an Atlanta cover here, but I'm not going to take that game. Yeah, the Bucks haven't been like stellar, but they've been good enough. They're still in the playoff line. Falcons have just looked bad this year. The game is in Atlanta. I can see Tampa winning this game by four or five. I think I agree with you in terms of the Falcons cover. This is another game I think it's there. Speaking of two teams we just mentioned, how about how about Matt Ryan next year with Washington? I think that makes sense. Would you like to see Matt Ryan in the division? Yeah. Well, I mean, I ju- for Washington, for Washington. I think it makes sense. I don't think Matt Ryan's that good, honestly. I think he's overrated. I think he well, he had been. one like MVP caliber season. Right. If he had won the Super Bowl and they didn't blow a twenty-eight to three lead, he'd have a very comparable career. I feel like to someone like Eli Manning. Like he won, yeah. played great. Evan remembers him for that, and he's just like kind of mad the rest of the Yeah. No, I agree with that. Next up, the Rams hosting the Jets. Um, Rams giving up 17 and a half. Um, again, this is too big a line, I think. Um, uh, I would totally stay away from this one. I would stay away from it. Uh, I was proven wrong last week. I'll say take the Jets again. Although the Rams have looked very, very good this season. A lot of people starting to ride that wagon saying that they'll come out of the NFC in the Super Bowl. The Jets have absolutely nothing to give. They're going for that 0-16 season. We all know it at this point. This is my survivor pool pick of the week. I'm still in, by the way. Uh, but in terms of a nice. spread, yeah, still in week 15. Uh, and it's just picking against the Jets every single week. So Rams will definitely win the game. Don't know how by how much. So I think I would take the Jets 17. Yeah. It's hard to cover. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Eagles-Cardinals. I picked the Cardinals 34-27. I think the line's just about right. Uh, but I don't really bet Eagles games. Dan, what's your prediction for this game? 
I think the Eagles lose a close one. And it's not, I don't think it's going to be because of Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play well. I think the secondary is just a little too banged up. This has DeAndre Hopkins, 150 yards, touchdowns written all over it. Larry, if, Larry Fitzgerald's going to turn back the clock like in 2009. Yeah. It's just really, really concerning. But I don't think the quarterback controversy is going anywhere. anywhere. I think Hurts plays another good game. Yeah, if anything, I'd look at the over uh, 49 and a half here. Uh, next up, Chiefs at Saints. Chiefs giving up two and a half on the road. This is a light line. I I kind of like the Saints outright here. I'm not a believer in Drew Brees anymore, typically. But Andy just, he usually, I feel like Andy's got one more loss in him. He usually has enough. And the Chiefs can afford to lose another game and still get the one seed. I kind of think the Saints bounce back and win this one. Yeah, how do we think Drew Brees looks in his first game back? Is this a game that he wakes up for or I think he's good enough to win yeah yeah KC would you say you had minus three and a half I have minus three here yeah I have two and a half or you so. minus two and a half rather right I think I would take KC KC's really good yeah but it is look if they were going to pick a game to lose an out of conference game would be the one to do yeah uh, next up Giants hosting the Browns on Sunday night Browns giving up six and a half Colt McCoy once again the quarterback for the Giants I like the Browns here to, to cover the six. I like the Browns, too, and it's, it's going to have major Eagles implications if they find a way to win and in Arizona, and especially Seattle beats Washington. I like the Browns here. Giants are good. I don't think they're anything special. They do have a boy starting, as you mentioned. I like the Browns, and the Browns have been really good. Mm-hmm. You say it week in and week out. Props to props to Kevin No, he's, he's done a very nice job. And then Monday night, Steelers at Bengals. Steelers giving up 14 and a half. Um, Bengals, I'm not sure. I think Ryan Finley's back in as their quarterback. That's a stay away game for me. 14 and a half, too much. Steelers are not as good as advertised. They shouldn't that last No, I am hammering Bengals plus 14. There you go. Because Steelers, they're good, not great. We all know it. They lost to Washington, and they lost again last week. So they're now down to 11 and 2. I think they'll win, but they'll win by 10 or so. Not bet on them to cover fourteen and a half. Right. Like, there's no way that the difference in spreads between this game and the Jets Rams game should only. Yeah. No, I agree. So um, that'll do it for our Week 15 preview. Uh, next up, we'll start doing our NBA season uh, preview here. We'll do the Eastern Conference next. Uh, so we'll get to that next segment. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Do a little NBA season preview. We've done this uh, the last couple years on the show. Um, and with the season getting started on Tuesday night, nice doubleheader Tuesday night, by the way. You got the Nets and Warriors, which we'll get to both those teams. We're, we're, we'll, we'll go through every team in our season preview. We'll do the Eastern Conference this segment, and we'll do the West in the next segment, where we'll and we'll go through playoffs, all that stuff. But um, Nets-Warriors, obviously, an interesting matchup opening night. You got Kevin Durant going up against his former team in Golden State. Uh, well, the game's in Brooklyn, but Golden State being the team uh, that Kevin Durant left from, um, his most recent stop before heading to Brooklyn. That's the first part of the doubleheader on Tuesday. And then you got the two L.A. teams, Clippers and Lakers, uh, in the back half on Tuesday night. And I am so excited. I love the NBA. I think, you know... Uh, the NBA in the last 10 years, for all the talk amongst some, and it's usually, you know, the older generation who's preferential to, you know, the 80s and Bird and Magic and 
um, you know, the 90s with, with MJ and the Chicago Bulls, which is when I pretty much start remembering watching basketball. Uh, a lot of people from that generation hate what's happened in the game today, the three-point shooting, and they say there's no defense being played. I, I don't agree with really any of it. I mean, the rules have certainly been tailored to where it's easier for teams offensively. There's no doubt about that. It doesn't mean teams are playing worse defense in my mind. Um, I just think there's more athleticism in the NBA than there's ever been. And I am am, am so excited for the season to return. Uh, I love watching this league. You know, I, I you know always love the playoffs and the regular season. I've watched, I feel like, every game in the bubble last year as much as I could. Um and I am really excited that the NBA is already back. It hasn't been gone for that long. I feel like, you know, it was just the other night that we were watching, what was it? Yeah, I mean, Lakers Heat game six of the NBA finals. It really does not feel all that long ago. Um, but the NBA returns this week. As I said, that's doubleheader Tuesday. And the Sixers get their season going on Wednesday night. Interesting matchup for the Sixers start off the year um, as they take on Russell Westbrook and the Wizards on Wednesday night. Of course, you got the whole Joel Embiid, Russell Westbrook rivalry dynamic going on in that game. But um, we'll do the Eastern Conference in this segment. We'll go division by division, and then we will, you know, kind of play out the playoffs as I see it going on. Uh, And we'll start with the East and we'll do the West in the next segment here. So we'll start with the Atlantic Division. Uh, which is the division the Sixers play play in, obviously. And um, in the Atlantic, I have the Boston Celtics winning this division once again. Now, when, when I go through the regular season here, it's, you know, obviously it's different than what you're going to expect in the playoffs because you do got to factor in a number of different things with, you know, teams taking a little bit to gel. And load management for star players, all that kind of stuff. I project the Celtics to finish in first place in the division because they are, in large part, team come back the most chemistry. You know, they have not made a ton of significant changes. You look at their, I mean, key additions slash subtractions this offseason. Um, you know, pretty much one key subtraction Jordan in Gordon Hayward, which I don't think is a massive blow to them. You know, Gordon Hayward is a shell of what he used to be. I didn't think Gordon Hayward was really a great signing when they made it to begin with. I thought he was always overvalued. But after the injury, was really, um, you know, hampered by that. So they lose him. I do think they they make a really good signing in free agency, though, Brandon Tristan Thompson. You know, and Tristan Thompson, you know, people will laugh at him in some ways. You know, part of the Kardashian crew, all that kind of stuff. But... Tristan Thompson is a winning player and and a, a player that adds value. You know, a great rebounder, will do all the dirty work, will give you, you know, 10 to 15 points a night when you need 10 to 15 points a night, will kind of, you know, platoon with Daniel Tice in that center role, and that that's an important role. I mean, they, they didn't have anybody behind Tice last year to kind of take up that slack um, as far as big men go. So I think Tristan Thompson is going to help Boston. I think that was a good move for Boston. 
Um, and I think they're going to be a pretty good team uh, again this year. You know, I, I, I don't think they're going to be great. And I do think they are one of these teams that is far more, you know, suited to regular season basketball than they are postseason basketball um, because their chemistry, obviously having guys like Tatum helps you come the postseason. But Kemba Walker, not what he used to be. Jalen Brown, who I like a lot, but Jalen Brown for Boston to really take another step, he needs to take another step on the offensive end of the floor. He's too inconsistent from night to night on offense and was, you know, in the playoffs last year. It kind of hurt them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Was Jalen Brown not every night being that offensive, uh, giving them the offensive firepower they need? So I have them winning that division um, and not, not being the top seed in the playoffs. We'll go through the playoffs in a little bit. But I do have Boston winning the division in the Atlantic. Finishing second in the Atlantic division, I do have the 76ers um, for a few different reasons. I like where the Sixers are right now. Now, as I'm doing this, it's difficult because I am doing it. I couldn't decide whether to do this factoring in a James Harden trade or not factoring in James Harden trade. Um and I, I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of not factoring that in. When you look at this, it can't help but enter your mind. But either way, I kind of have the Sixers finishing in a similar position. Um, but as the Sixers are currently constituted, and we talked about them a lot, so we won't spend too much time on the Sixers here. Uh, with the shooting surrounding Embiid and Simmons, they're just a much better built team this year. You know, and just watching this preseason, Shake Milton is a really intriguing player. And he's going to be the sixth man on this team. I like what Dwight Howard should give them off the bench. He's been very impressive to me in the first two preseason games here uh, going into Wednesday night. Um, Sixers, you know, could certainly add to their bench. I don't love Mike Scott. Uh, Thibel seems to be out of the rotation right now. Korkmaz is going to be good some nights. He's going to kill you other nights. I kind of look at Seth Curry the same way. Um, and, you know, we'll see what you get from Tyrese Maxey. He's looked good so far. But um, I like the Sixers uh, to finish second in the division. I think they'll be pretty good this year. I do. I think um, they're going to be improved, certainly, in the regular season than where they were a year ago. Um, third in the division here. And this, again, doesn't mean I think they're the third best team in the division as far as having the opportunity to to go deep in the postseason. But I have the Toronto Raptors because of their chemistry, because of, you know, what they have uh, built together that I think they'll have a better regular season record than some of these other teams. Um, they have not done a ton in free agency. Uh, they had a big loss losing Serge Ibaka is going to hurt them. They were able to retain Fred Van Vliet. That's important. Van Vliet's a guy, um, you know, that I kind of liked with the Sixers. I think he's a very underrated player and a guy that that's made the most of his opportunity coming out of Wichita State. Um, but not an overly, you know, um, improved team. They also lose Gasol in free agency to the Lakers. That'll hurt them defensively. But I think because of the chemistry that they developed. I have the Raptors um, finishing ahead of the team that I have fourth in the Atlantic Division, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Now, this is one of these teams 
that they are built for the playoffs, clearly. And um, it's going to take some time for that team to gel. But when push comes to shove, they have Kevin Durant and they have Kyrie Irving. And that is going to give them a chance to beat anybody they face at any time. I think it's going to take a while. That's why I don't have them higher in the division rankings. I'll let you know where I have them in the uh, playoff um, bracket when we get to uh, to that point at the end of this uh, Eastern Conference recap here. Um, but I think it's going to take a while for that team to gel. I think they're going to manage KD. By the way, I watched a, just a little bit of Boston-Brooklyn the other night. Kevin Durant looks like Kevin Durant. And, um, you know, I think people were unsure what to expect coming off that Achilles. But taking all of last year off, I think, was really beneficial for him. Not to rush back. There was talk about him rushing back for the bubble. There was no point in him doing that. Um, give him a few extra months. The, the late start to this season gives KD even more time. I mean, at this point, he's had, what, a full year and a half to recover? And he looked like Kevin Durant. And... I think this happens to us in general with guys who get injured. That when they're injured and we haven't seen them for a long period of time, you forget how great they are. And when Kevin Durant's healthy, Kevin Durant might be the best player in the world. Like, I mean, that's what he was. That's how he was regarded when he was in Golden State. When he's healthy, and he's right, he might be the best player in the world. And, um, you know, you pair him with Kyrie. I, I do have worries about that relationship. Uh, if I was Brooklyn, you know, I, I don't think um, they'll do this. But if I was them, I would. Is I would just call Houston and say, we'll give you Kyrie for James Harden straight up. I don't think that'll happen. But if I was Brooklyn, I'd do that because I trust for all the talk about James Harden and what he can do to a locker room and off the floor. I have much more worries about Kyrie. I think Kyrie's a really selfish guy who doesn't really care about anybody other than Kyrie. And I could see that relationship getting messy. Um, but those two together, as long as they can get along, they are going to be a dangerous force in the Eastern Conference. Um, so that's where I have the Nets, then fifth place in the Atlantic division. I have the um, the New York Knicks. I don't have a lot to say about the Knicks. I mean, they're the Knicks. Uh, they'll always be the Knicks. Um, that hasn't changed in about 20 years now. Their best player is Julius Randle. They added Nerland's Noel in free agency and Austin Rivers in free agency, drafted Obi Toppin. You know, not a whole lot to add there. The Knicks are not going to be a very good team. Now we'll move on to the um, Central Division, where I have the the winner of that division being the Milwaukee Bucks. I like what the Bucks have done this offseason. Obviously, you get Giannis signed to the Supermax. That's huge. Um, not to say he can't do what NBA stars do sometimes and force his way out at some point, but I think it's good for the league for Giannis to stay. I do. And, it, it, you know, for a f- small market team, to be able to retain a player like that who could have just walked, gone to Miami, gone to Golden State, somewhere like that. Um, I think it's good for the league for him to stay. They're able to trade for Drew Holiday, give them that third star, whether you regard Holiday as a star. You know, that's up for debate. But it gives them another score, which they desperately needed. Because after Giannis, after Middleton, 
They needed another score. Now, Holiday probably slots in above Middleton as the second scorer um, and their lead creator in the backcourt. He replaces Bledsoe, who Bledsoe was brutal in the playoffs last year. Um, so he's going to help. I like the Bucks to win that division. Second place in the Central, I have the Indiana Pacers. Um, again, a team that didn't really do much. They fired Nate McMillan. I, I, I kind of don't love that move. I think Nate McMillan did a decent job with what he was given. They really didn't do anything in the offseason. Uh, you know, they're pretty much similar to what they were last year. Third, I have the Chicago Bulls in that division. Um, Bulls, again, a similar team to what they were last year. They drafted Patrick Williams out of Florida State with the fourth overall pick. Controversial pick for some, thinking that, you know, that was too high for Patrick Williams. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a ton about him. I didn't see him play a ton um, in college. But, uh, you know, the Bulls will be a team kind of contending for a playoff spot around the eight seed. Uh, but, you know, nothing uh, much to, to really address with them beyond that. Fourth place in that division, I have Cleveland. Another team didn't really do anything. I would expect them to, to try to deal Kevin Love at some point. Um, it's a difficult contract to move, but expiring soon. So I'd imagine they look to move Kevin Love for other assets. Um, maybe Andre Drummond as well. Um, but that's a team that is not going to be contending for a postseason berth this year. And last place in that division, a team where I have no clue what they're doing, is the Detroit Pistons. Um, Pistons go out already having Blake Griffin, you know, they just traded Andre Drummond, which, you know, would tell you, they think they got it, got to get smaller. And they went out in the off season. They signed Mason Plumley, Jaleel Okafor and Jeremy Grant to a $60 million contract. Now I like Jeremy Grant. He's turned into a really good player. He's a very productive player last year for Denver in the in the postseason, um, Jeremy Grant is not a sixty million dollar player. Uh, no, no faults with Jeremy Grant for taking that contract. Of course, you're going to take that deal, um, but Jeremy Grant is not that level of player. He wanted an increased role. Good for him. He'll get an increased role uh, now in um, in Detroit, but that's not going to be a very good team. Um, and you know what? That that might ultimately be what's best for Detroit to really bottom out and get a top pick but because they're the Pistons they'll probably screw that one up as well now we'll get to the Southeast Division I think clearly Miami the best team here um they look very similar to how they did at the end of last season they bring in Mo Harkless who is going to be a role player for them um they you know still have Iguodala they lost Jay Crowder which Harkless kind of slides into that Crowder role. And other than that, very similar roster. Another team that is in the James Harden sweepstakes. You know, just like we're talking about whether you trade Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, in Miami they're talking about whether they trade Tyler Hero. Now, I I certainly think Ben Simmons is a better player than Tyler Hero. Um, Tyler Hero was great in the bubble last year. I, I don't. You know, I, I don't know if you can just rely on that being Tyler Hero moving forward. I know Heat fans want to think that way. Um, I just don't know if that's going to be the reality of the situation. I think Tyler Hero is good. Um, I certainly think there are a lot of teams that are kicking themselves for not drafting him uh, before, what, 12 or 13, wherever the Heat got him. Um, but, you know, if I was the Heat, I'd 
build a package around Tyler Hero and trade it for James Harden. But uh, as I said earlier, I don't think the Heat are going to do that um, because they're not going to deal James Harden anywhere else until Ben Simmons is off the table. Ben Simmons, I think, is the player they want. It's the best player they can get. And I think they'll wait um, until the Sixers decide to go that route, which is why I would wait if I were the Sixers. But I think the Heat are going to be a good team. Spolster's a great coach, um, and I like them to win that division. Second place in the in the uh, Southeast, which this is going to be one of the more fun teams to watch in the NBA, I think, this year, is the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is a very exciting player. Um, you know, they signed Danilo Gallinari. They signed Rajon Rondo. Rondo is another guy I just love. I just think he is just a, a, a great veteran presence. They add uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, to go along with John Collins, DeAndre Hunter. They have a lot of young talent. You had some veterans there. Um, I like that team. I think they're going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be a playoff team uh, this year in the East. Next up, we look at the Washington Wizards. I think they're a borderline playoff team. They add Russell Westbrook. You know, for Washington, it was probably a okay move. You, you trade Westbrook, or you trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook. It's kind of like your trash for, for our trash. Um, and, you know, it wasn't going to work with John Wall in Washington. So you bring in Westbrook. You kind of shuffle the deck a little bit. They brought back Davis Bertans in free agency. Uh, didn't let him walk. You know, but they're a very similar team to what they were last year as far as the end result. They'll be kind of in the mix for that final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, next up, we will look at... Um, the uh not the hornets the i'm trying to figure out sorry i I'm, i don't have my notes page open the orlando magic is the team i was looking at it the orlando magic is who we're looking at now um they made the playoffs last year i don't expect them to make it this year they didn't do anything of free agency i think both washington and atlanta have jumped them um not a whole lot to add there they draft cole anthony in uh the draft he'll be markel fultz's backup not a lot exciting about the Orlando Magic as usual. And then the final team we'll talk about in that division, Charlotte Hornets. Hornets signed Gordon Hayward to a ridiculous deal because he's the best player they can get, basically. Um, but as great as Michael Jordan was as a player, he is not a good um, manager of talent. Uh, let's just put it that way. So um, I, I I think the Hornets will be bad this year. Um, um I've been encouraged by what I've seen from LaMelo Ball. I do think he has the most upside of anybody drafted. The Hornets get him at number three is good value. It is. For them, he's not a bad player. Um, I think he'll be good for them moving forward in the future. Uh, but it's not going to get them in the postseason this year, um, for sure. So uh, that that's what I have in the East as far as the divisions go. Now, as far as the seeding in the playoffs... Um, my one seed, I have the Milwaukee Bucks, two seed, the Miami Heat, three seed, Boston Celtics, four seed, the Sixers, five, I have Toronto, six, I have Brooklyn Nets, uh, I have Indiana seven, Atlanta eight, and the Washington Wizards nine. Remember, there's a play in this year. So I have the Wizards and Hawks in the play in game, in which I'd have the Hawks winning that. Then I'd have the Hawks and Bucks in a first-round playoff series. I think the Hawks can be a little frisky here. I think the Hawks um, could get a couple games in this series, 
but I'd have the Bucks win in that series in six. I'd have Heat Pacers in the first round. I think it's very similar to last year's first-round series. I'll take the Heat in five over Indiana. Um, Celtics-Nets, which I think would be a, an incredible series. You have Kyrie going up against the Celtics. Kyrie taking on his former team. And I'll take the high-end talent here. I would have the Nets upsetting Boston in seven. And this is where I look at, like I mentioned, the regular season versus the postseason here. And I I, I think Brooklyn is a team much more suited for uh, the postseason than they are the regular season. And I look at Boston the complete opposite. And I think if they got in a seven-game series – I'll take Kevin Durant. I'll take KD, uh, closing it out. And I would have the Nets winning that series in seven games. Then I'd have Sixers-Raptors. Um, I would like the Sixers in this series, whether it's James Harden, whether it's Ben Simmons. Um, I think the Sixers are going to be better in Toronto this year, and I would take the Sixers in six games over the Toronto Raptors. Move to the second round. I would have Nets and Heat. I'll take the Heat in this series in a tough seven-gamer Um just because, you know, I think they're a, a very cohesive unit. I think Spolstra does an incredible job. And I think Brooklyn's going to be a little disjointed. I think having that town is enough to get them past a team like Boston. Maybe not quite enough to get them past a team in Miami, who I think is, is clearly better than that. I sold Miami short last year. Will not do that again. I think Miami knocks off Brooklyn in seven games in the second round to advance the Eastern Conference Finals. And in the other second-round series, Sixers-Bucks. I think it would be a great series. I will take the Bucks in seven games to knock off the Sixers there. Um, I think this is kind of the year Giannis breaks through. With the addition of Drew Holiday, the Bucks are going to have to add to their bench. That's one thing I see as an issue for them right now. But they have a whole regular season to do it. You know, I don't look... that. That's part of... What's difficult about making these kind of projections preseason, you feel like you have to do it, but it's tough because these teams are not completed products. Like I said, we don't know if Ben Simmons will be here at that point or James Harden, and that could change my opinion. I'm kind of more operating off where we are now, and I think the Sixers match up decently with the Bucs, um, but I'd expect them to add to their bench, um, and I think Drew Holiday is going to make a difference for them. So I'd have the Bucks beating the Sixers in seven. Eastern Conference Finals, I have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat, and I think the Bucks get it done this year. I do. I think this is the year Giannis breaks through, is able to get through the Eastern Conference. I'll take the Bucks in seven games. And by that point, too, you also got to factor in, you know, at that point it'll be early July. Hopefully for the entire postseason, we will have, if not full arenas, close to full arenas. Especially by July, you'd assume, you, I mean, not not assuming anything, but you would hope that we will have um, legitimate, uh, you know, le- legitimate fans in the building for these games. A substantial amount of fans. So I'll take the Milwaukee Bucks over the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that is our Eastern Conference NBA preview. Next up, we will look at the Western Conference, do the same thing, do it by division, and then go through the postseason. Um, That is coming up next. Uh, I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, we did the Eastern Conference preview uh, for our NBA uh, preview segment here. We'll do the Western Conference now um, as we look through the divisions, then go through the playoffs, how I see the matchups going. So, you know, take it for what it for what you will. I mean, I'll likely be wrong here, obviously, whenever you do these kind of prediction um, segments. I got to revisit my NFL prediction. I'm, I, I think I had the Niners and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. I don't think the Niners are getting there. They may have been mathematically eliminated at this point. Um, but uh, I'll have to check on that for you. But doing our NBA pick segment here with the season getting underway this week, we did the East. I have the Bucks over the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Sixers getting knocked out in the second round by Milwaukee. Now, as I said, um, it's hard to do this when you're not accounting. I don't know whether to account for James Harden for Ben Simmons' trade or not. So, I'm, despite the fact that I kind of think it's eventually going to happen, I'm kind of operating under the premise we got for the most part, the current teams right now. You assume some of these teams will get better, um, but I'm assuming these are basically the rosters, you know, for right now and without any wholesale changes because you never know what can happen. Um, Harden, Simmons right now, I think it's very close to a 50-50 proposition. I really do. I think, you know, Sixers, it's in their best interest to wait for about six weeks. I think the Sixers have all the leverage here. Literally all the leverage. It's imperative on Houston to get this done as quick as possible. Sixers, they can wait. They can see how this season plays out. And hey, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 